This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Hello, and welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a D&D 5e actual play for Curio. I'm, as always, your spooky dungeon boy, Ben McAllister. I'm your terrified friend, Jackson Newsom. I'm your shitting-his-pants accomplice, <laughs> Thomas Owen. <laughs> and I'm, uh... Trembling with fear, Grace Chaffer. That's We're all pretty scared. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very scary, and the reason for that is, guys, it's Sunday the 15th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were going to be doing a Friday the 13th recording, because as you are no doubt aware, given that it is currently Halloween as you're listening to this, this is our Halloween special episode. Mm. It's, it's obviously a couple days early, and we're going to take things... To a particularly spooky location. To that end, just for those of you who are desperate to know what's happened after the thrilling conclusion of the last episode, we're actually going to jump back in the timeline a bit. It's going to be a little bit different to what you might expect, so uh, get ready. We're going to come in on an evening earlier in your journey together, when you you guys, Jody and Duncan and Drazilia and Garrick, are rolling around before you've uh, linked up with the refugees that you escort to Sanctuary, mm. before you've been through Oldbridge. You're all just travelling around together, uh, getting to know each other on the road. And maybe you're all sitting around the campfire one night, a particularly spooky night. Maybe it's a dark and stormy night. So uh, you've erected some woods. Mm. Yes, some primitive shelters. And you're sitting around the campfire. How do you think you're all feeling? Thoroughly spooked. Undoubtedly. I mean, lightning. Lightning in the distance. That's spooky for all. I mean, Jody can't see in the dark, so (laughs) he's... I'm not sure if he's any more terrified than he normally is, but he's usually pretty terrified. (laughs) (laughs) For what it's worth, Garrick's probably just, like, staring off into the darkness. This will be early after uh, Valeria's disappearance. He's probably still hurting Mm. about a little bit. Mm. I know, he's he's, seemed a little somber, not saying too much. Well, we've got to do something to cheer up Garrick. And to pass the time. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess Duncan's probably pretty aware of, like, Garrick's emotional well-being and, like, Mm -hmm. cares about him, Mm -hmm. given their shared Mm -hmm. history. (laughs) So Duncan turns to the group and he sort of says, whilst we're all uh, just sitting around the campfire, uh, this uh, spooky lightning's got me thinking, would any of you like to hear uh, uh, a spooky story of the, the kind I was brought up on, like all good dwarves are? Some kind of dwarvish horror story, is it? Yeah, a uh, dwarven morality story. Because mm. uh, all dwarves like good stories and good morals. <laughs> Is Duncan trying to convert us to a cult or something? <laughs> yeah, that does sound terrifying. <laughs> uh, no, it's got nothing to do with... Well, I mean, it features cults, but... Um, <laughs> uh, I guess it was... was In a was roundabout kind of way. Yeah. Taught, taught to the children by religious figures, but it's... Uh, it's mostly anti-cult sentiment. Is that, uh, yeah. is that about the shape of things? Uh, yeah, I guess. Man, I love this conversation between our two gruff boys. <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah. <laughs> firing and, back and forth. Garrick and Duncan having it out. But yeah, so Duncan's just kind of like, yeah, do you guys want to hear a dwarven morality tale? Garrick just kind of goes, if you want, I guess I'll listen. I would like nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing better to do, I guess. 
Well, I mean, Jody's excited, I guess. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, so, so Duncan kind of like turns himself squarely to face Jody. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or, or perhaps to face the camera, if you will. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He turns straight to the camera and he says, uh, "Welcome to Duncan's Dwarven Tales of Terror in Duncania." <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for a spooky HTW-laid Halloween extravaganza, bats and ghouls. Hold on to your butts and prepare to be spooked beyond your wits as we enter the frightening world of Duncania. with a little bit of omnipotent narration. This is a story about a little-known town near the Badlands, where a new duke who had married into wealth and power decided to cross the blessed water and build where he should not. It is a story about sins, and it's a story about people, the people who lived in a little town near the Badlands. Okay, so... But much more than any of that. Um, it's a story about how we... <laughs> 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 um, gotta stay on brand. Yeah, yeah. I guess that we sounds do. cool. Um, so, so a so, duke built what he shouldn't have. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, a little bit of warning, because two of you, of course, uh, Jackson and Ben have played with me as a DM before. Grace, you haven't. I have so not. You no. have nothing to go off, but just mm. to warn the other two, and you can witness this warning for you as well. I'm not doing this like I would normally do it. I'm so there's no racial stuff. <laughs> there's no like, weird kind of like pervasive racism undertone in the like, campaign. That's a, that's oh, a good direction. God, the characters are racist, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a way to talk about the issues instead of ignoring them. <laughs> um, okay, it's going to be dangerous, and I don't want you to assume at all corners that you can survive. Basically, if you get spooked, feel free to run. Just think about where you run. Spooky Halloween storm. Right, I'm Adult. going home. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who uh, has followed Still Interested on Twitter will know that Gracie gets positively <laughs> shook at the smallest of spooks. Yes, I'm an easily spooked gal. All right. <laughs> so, also, I, I implore you to listen to and make note of details from time to time. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Because there are things. Gonna be the party yeah, I'll just there open a fucking gonna be... word document. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be. All right. Well, you two handle it. Thank yeah. you. There's gonna be maybe a couple of different ways this could pan out, and some of them might be hard, some of them might be painful, some of them might be easy. Uh, we'll just have to see. Some of it will come down to what you notice about details. So there's now a word document on my computer with the header "Notes for T's Spooky Session." Nice. Spooky so notes. I'm ready to go. So hang on, just so I take some notes. A duke crossed the blessed water. Is that relevant? Um, huh? And huh? built where he shouldn't. And built yeah. where he shouldn't have. Huh? Yeah. I think what we'll jump to is uh, the three of you are sitting at a table in an inn in a little town. Uh, we'll call it. Uh, Duncan isn't necessarily the fastest on his feet as a storyteller, so we'll call it Garrickton. Ah, nice! Garrick kind of is like... <laughs> nice. You get a little bit of a chuckle out of him, which is good. Is this the, the town that the Duke built near the Badlands? This is not the town the Duke built. This okay. is... What's that town called? I never said the Duke built a town. Oh. Oh. 
So he built where he should not. Oh. But um, the story is about a town near the Badlands. Spooky and good to know. All right. So he crossed it. the Blessed Water. Um, so you're in this town, Garrickton. And we're, um, we're at a table, you say? Uh, you're at a table at a tavern. The tavern is sort of one of the only uh, substantially populated buildings in the town. People don't talk to each other too much. Nobody knows each other's names, it seems. Mm-hmm. Nobody uses each other's names, at least. Uh, you noticed at some point earlier today, or on an earlier day perhaps, depending on how long you think your character's been in the town, that uh, there's an abandoned rectory where a preacher used to live. And maybe you've heard talk of the ward he looked after, who could sing like an angel. You've also noticed a marketplace now abandoned. You might have heard talk of the, the greedy merchant who lived there. Then you've seen abandoned farms with rotting crops, and you may have heard talk of the whole farming family who disappeared from that farm. But you find yourselves, all those strange details about the town aside, enjoying a midday start to the feasts for All Hallows' Eve. Oh! I love a good Hallows' Eve feast. Yeah, a little bit of a, a journey through taste. Yeah, a journey through taste indeed. A uh, beautiful serving woman uh, in a plain but uh, pretty dress, uh, red patterned on white, comes over, puts down uh, your food, maybe a set menu, I guess. Sorry, what, what, what colours were the dress again? Just for my notes. What did I say? Was red, it red and white. Red, 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 red and white, okay. Yeah. That's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> it was like blood. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, so the set menu is placed before you for What's your. Neeps. <laughs> there are neeps, there are tatties. Uh, pumpkin, pumpkin everything. Neeps. Um, is it tatty cream? Is that what it is? Oh. <laughs> the, the main meal? Yeah, yeah. Tato cram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So your set menu's placed before you. And uh, I guess maybe if you guys want to just like run through who you're all playing as characters in this story Duncan's telling. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm playing Renna Quent Gumble. She <laughs> is a forest gnome wizard. And she's 190 years old, three feet tall. And she's, you know, quite good-natured, has been working as a researcher, uh, and has now uh, f- felt the pull for adventure. What's the name, sorry? Renna? Renna. Okay. I'm playing a, like, nearly seven-foot-tall dragonborn barbarian named Darius. Uh, he is a gold dragon, so he's, you know, gold and scaly. And he has been journeying. Long from his homeland, which is uh, far, far to the east, uh, if that makes sense in the world of Duncan's morality tale, where the where the dragon folk live. I mean, Duncania comes into existence as the story requires. I see. So, <laughs> so it loads in. It, oh. Yeah, it's um procedurally generated. Uh, so if you walked east, it would procedurally generate the. I mean, eventually find yeah. Dari- Darius's home. What's yeah. the draw distance like? Like, is it like? Uh, it's really like, good. It's like a fifteen chance okay. or. Uh, it's a it, it, the draw distance is roughly about like as far ahead as you can imagine. Okay, um, that's true. Wow. So it's limited only by our imagination. Yes, I, I don't know this what game. this bit is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you play uh, video games, Grace? No. <laughs> well, I have things to do. Because now <laughs> both sections of our audience have something to laugh at yeah. because they both yeah. get dumb video game jokes, mm. and the people who are like, "What was that?" Yeah. can be like, "Yeah, you tell them, Grace." Yeah. I'm so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> so, to continue, yeah, he, he's a barbarian. He basically is a barbarian who has a particular penchant for killing undead shit. 
Like, he really hates skeletons. He really hates ghouls and zombies of all descriptions. Did, He's just, like, got a big boner for it. Did you write this character for a Halloween special? I very well, <laughs> I very well might have, but he doesn't, he doesn't have any special features that make him better at those things. He just, oh, he loves, just likes to do it. He just loves smashing ghouls, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just loves smiting them with his mighty greatsword. And that's Darius. Over here, I am a very spooky drow elf with my <laughs> cape pulled up very high uh-huh. so as not to draw the... Attention of onlookers. Shades of Brazilian. Uh, Also to like protect your skin from the sun. Well, yes. Oh, are we outside? (laughs) No, you're in in the tavern. Ah, well. You're just very Um, Yeah, I'm still wearing my sunnies inside. (laughs) Um, And I am a cleric by the name of Jamie Anderson. Jamie Anderson? Jamie Anderson. Is that a human? No, it's a dark elf. A drow. Interesting. Is that a name? Is it one one word or is it Jamie Anderson? Jamie Anderson. So... What do you reckon Darius, Renner, and Jamie might be discussing over their feast? Do people have a sense that this there's something spooky going on in this town? Like, is that an awareness mm. we have? I think even just arriving in town, you would notice that a far higher proportion of the town is abandoned or run down compared to your average town. Well, I think as the conversation is... Like, perhaps we're, like, we're having this conversation over like this feast and that sort of thing. I think Renner is probably talking to them... Um, I have this belief that in any place where there is um, particular, either it's uh, dark energy or strange occurrences, there's usually something magical at its source. Something uh, in a, uh, the form of like an, an artifact, if you will. These artifacts fascinate me. And even more interesting than that is they're often worth a lot of gold. When you say spooky shit, are you talking about like uh, ghouls and goblins and monsters and undead shit like that? Because uh, if so... And this artifact's responsible. I just want to smash it. That's that's all I'm interested in right now. It's get to the bottom of things and, 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 and smashing it out. <laughs> no, that's that's not, a, not exactly what I meant. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was more talking about like um, perhaps just a, a friendly jewel. I, I I don't know. Nothing to smash. Well, if you're talking about going off the tourist trail, I think that's a good idea indeed. Mm. Suddenly, you notice a silence come across the tavern. There wasn't lots of loud chatting, but there was some, and it is now deadly silent. You didn't hear the door open when it did, but that's what shut everyone up. In the doorway to the tavern stands a sad little halfling man. His thin grey hair and huge droopy moustache only make him more depressing to look at. (laughs) You're really coming in on this guy. Yeah. He approaches your table. You notice he has the classic postman's uniform that is worn by postmen all over Duncania. (laughs) He walks up, puts an envelope in front of each of you, one each, with your names on the front, and just says, I'm sorry, and then walks out. Darius has already opened his envelope. What's this? (laughs) Before the guy's even got away from the desk. Maybe Darius' envelope was down second. Before he finished putting the third one down, he's already opened it. Inside the envelope is a piece of paper. Judging from the formatting, it seems quite clear what it is. It reads, By courtesy of Duke Krasan, you are invited to attend the All Hallows' Eve feast at Godsbridge Keep. Okay. Feast back to back to back. What? We are <laughs> kicking it. My God, that is so good. Just my notes, Steve. What was the Duke's name? Duke Krasan. Krasan. Uh, and what's his keep called? Godsbridge Keep. God's... Rich. 
All right. I think... Um, so maybe he built a, a keep? <laughs> to, yeah, to, to, to cover Across God's Across the uh, hallowed waters. Yeah, the maybe, waters. Where, maybe where he shouldn't have if I uh, yeah. if the, the pre-Little Ambulance people leave. I think uh, Darius is, is basically like, uh, either you guys know anything about this God's Bridge keep. It, uh, it sounds pretty spooky to me. A feast is a feast. Is this, be like, is this a role for history, do you reckon? Or? Yeah, sure. nice. Yeah, good idea. I actually have really good intelligence being a wizard, um, but my roll of two probably isn't going to do too much for me uh, on that one. But uh, it's an eight for me. I got a nine with my minus one. I got 13. I'll say the eight and nine probably coming in a little bit low, but with mm-hmm. that 13, I think what Jamie knows uh, from the histories of the area is that... Godsbridge Keep is the only structure that has ever been built on the northern side of, uh, and once again, Duncan clutching for words, River Drasilio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. And that's perhaps uh, the Blessed Waters, if I am to, to, to understand. But uh, Darius doesn't know that piece. Darius is dumb as fuck. This town, Garrickston, is just on the south side of Dracilia River, and just north of the river is Godsbridge Keep. Uh, I think Renna looks around and tries to see if she can... Did it, no one else got a letter? No one else is got a letter? Looking at us? The or entire they... room is still staring at you, including the serving woman, who is frozen with fear. Not far off, she was sort of about to approach another table with a tray of food, but... Seeing your letters, she is transfixed, staring at you. Uh, I think I get up and like head towards her, and I'm like, uh, "Excuse me, do you have any idea what this is or what this means?" The serving woman starts to convulse violently. She drops the tray, collapses to the floor, and a voice, as though not her own, says, "I have foreseen that it is the air who can help you." She convulses some more and then is still on the floor. For a moment, it looks as though she is dead. But then she starts breathing suddenly and looks to have fear in her eyes that she doesn't know where she is. Are, are you are you okay? What what happened? What, what's going on? That's pretty spooky to you, I just gotta say. You don't spook me right yeah, out yeah, yeah. with that little... Uh, little I'm, I'm sitting on edge. Convolution. Um, yeah, I think Renna sort of like helps her to her feet and looks over to the other two. If Darius heard that, he definitely kind of like just announces to the room that I assume is all looking like... Eh, anybody know what that was about? I heard something about an heir. Does anyone know anything about an heir who can help us? And he's just kind of like looking around like, eh, eh. Well, any responses from the room? Uh, an old, uh, let's say, um, dwarven man uh, at the bar. Uh, a dwarf, of course. Yes. Uh, a dwarf says, I don't know about any heir, but... If you, I guess it's Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know about any heirs, but if you've been invited to Godsbridge Keep, I suggest you go and see the Holy Sister at the chapel behind the deserted rectory. Darius is stoked about that. Yeah. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll I'll um, give my serving woman a hand. She must need to sit down and some water. And he sort of sits her down in mm. the corner and gets her some water. So, do you think we should? Finish eating, or... <laughs> to be frank, I've lost my appetite. Darius is like, I could go either way. Uh, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty keen on the idea of talking to this holy lady. Sounds like a good time to me. But, uh... we, can, we can always come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
can, can we get this to go? Is that <laughs> right? uh, Duncan? The, Duncan, the bartender, says, uh, uh, "Yeah, I guess um, I've got some cheap wooden bowls. I'll just put in that." Nice. Great. All right. So, yeah, so just, yeah, the three of us head out like with little bowls of like neeps and tatties, just like peeking at them as we walk through this spooky town. Uh, is it good? Can I roll for deliciousness? You can roll for deliciousness. What am I adding to this? There's an element of luck to charisma, so let's say add your charisma modifier. Uh, that's a flat sixteen. It's Pretty delicious. Good. Hey, nice, nice. It tastes like home <laughs> with a with a dash of pumpkin. Okay, <laughs> pumpkin dash home. Pumpkin. Unless your home was already full of pumpkins, in which case it just tastes like Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. That's true. That's true. I, I lived in a, in a hipster cafe, and so it was all like pumpkin spice and turmeric. So. <laughs> so what, I guess we, we head out looking for this uh, holy lady? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, you find the abandoned uh, rectory pretty easily. You'd seen it before in town. Small town. You can see most of the buildings just from standing in the middle. And uh, with a little bit of a look around, you can spot the one building that seems to still be taken care of behind the rectory, which is like a small church, really. Um, It looks to be probably the main religious building for the town. So inside the church, uh, it's it's quite modest. Some simple wooden pews, some candles lit at the altar at the front, and there's an older dwarven lady um, dressed uh, as... All the nuns in Duncania are dressed, um, but not dressed diff- as, not dressed as all of the nuns in Duncania. No, no, just you know, like <laughs> you've got your postman's uniforms, you've got your nuns' uniforms. She's dressed like all of the nuns. <laughs> this isn't to do with like Duncan's sexual fantasies, right? That he just like thinks all about postmen and nuns. No, that comes the sexual fantasies are later. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I imagine there'll be a dungeon involved. Yeah, so there's this older older dwarven lady at the front of the uh, church, and she hears you and turns around. And goes, Hello. Darius kind of looks at the other two and is kind of just like, uh, the old dwarf guy in the bar said you could help us. Uh, we're supposed to talk to an heir about a, a duke and a keep. Uh, it just holds out the letter in front of him. Oh, you He's very dumb. You've received this year's invitations. So it would seem. I, I'd understand if you didn't want to take up the invitations. I mean, you know, we all know no one ever returns from the feasts. We don't, actually. What? <laughs> oh, you... Oh, you, you didn't know that. Well, are you travellers? I suppose you could say that. Something of a traveller. I prefer the term wanderer myself. Would you say you've been hardened by adventure? Darius just starts tapping his scaly skin. Like, with his knuckles, <laughs> like, eh, pretty much. <laughs> Our poor town of Garrickston seems to suffer annually from a curse. And always at All Hallows' Eve. Letters come from the keep across the river and invite three people each year to come and dine. No one who ever accepts the invitation returns. No one who ever tries to decline them survives. I'm so sorry that the invitations have come to you this year, but if you do decide to go to the keep, can I employ you in a divine mission on your way? Torres's eyes light up when he is divine mission. Would you be interested in serving the gods to see if we can rid Garrickston of this curse? Mm, which gods? <laughs> All of the good dwarven gods that dwarven children are taught to obey, like Moradin, <laughs> lawful good patron deity of the dwarves. D- Darius is just nodding vehemently, like saying no words. He's eager as a beaver. I- I'm happy to-, to help out however I can. I I think that sounds fine. I mean, for a price, sure. Well, of course for a price. We're of course talking about a price. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid... Well, it's almost... 
it's almost funny in a way that you ask for a price. I don't have wealth to offer, really. It's a, it's a small church that I run here, and I can barely feed myself with the the donations I receive from the village people. Uh, n- not the village people, from the, <laughs> from the townsfolk. From the local YMCA. But the funny thing is that I can offer each of you one gold coin. One very special gold coin each. Please, take these three blessed golden coins. The gods have been speaking to me over the years, and they told me that one day three heroes would attend the feast, and that they would need these coins. And so yearly I work to bless them, and I I think they're ready. I think they truly are divinely blessed gold coins now. I know not when you'll need them. Uh, Be frugal with them. But not unkind. Whoever holds them will hold their blessing. Please find the duke in the keep and put a stop to his feasts. Man, I don't like this. It's just funny that this is all occurring because, like, it's actually one of the things that I worked out about Darius's character is that, like, he's like wanted a divine mission all his life, so he's just like <laughs> weeping as he accepts this coin, tears streaming down his gold dragon face. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll kill that nasty duke for you. If he's a ghoul, I'll smash him up nice." Yeah, Ren is like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to, to accept and to help you," and like reaches for the coin and starts like studying it immediately. I think Jamie has a look at the coin and just inspects whether it's worth her time. The coin looks as though it would be worth the one GP that it literally <laughs> is. There you go. Is that the case with, like, a 21 knowledge arcana? I would say that just by looking at the coin, there's nothing visually that tells you there's anything different about it. But given that level of arcane knowledge, you can probably feel a certain magical power coming off it. Obviously, you know, without without casting something like Detect Magic, there's not really yeah. much you can tell. But um, just because of how good that arcana role is, I will say that you can feel that certainly something is emanating from the coin. Mm. Uh, yeah, Renner mm-hmm. turns the other two and is like, well, I uh, think I got my appetite back. Let's go, let's go attend that feast. Before I accept your quest, I'm going to need to know <laughs> a little bit more about... <laughs> What exactly is going on here? Who is this Duke? Like, was he a member of this town? No, no. Duke Duke Kazan married into power and then came here, and I think perhaps he was just struck by how fervently we had all adhered to the divine rules that we shouldn't cross the river, and I think he wanted to prove his own power and status. And so he built a bridge across the river, the God's Bridge, he called it, Distasteful, if you ask me, but that's the name he gave it. <laughs> and then he what built a keep there at the edge of the Badlands, as though to say, look, gods, I don't care for your rules. Fuck, <laughs> fuck your holy river and everything you stand for. <laughs> the, the, river, the river is blessed and had kept the darkness of the Badlands away from our town. And I think he wanted to make people think it was silly superstition and... I guess ever since he started being such a spooky influence on the town, it's clear that it wasn't superstition. Fantastic. I think that all checks out, yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. No one's seen him since the first All Halloween. Or, no one's seen him since the first All Halloween. <laughs> no one's. 
No one's seen him since the first All Hallows' Eve feast he held. It was attended by the priest of the town, the merchant, uh, one of the farmers and his family. And no they, never returned. they never returned? They never returned. And no one who's gone in the years since has returned either. It sounds like an interactive All Hallows' Eve experience. <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> hands on. Yeah. Very uh, four-dimensional. Mm, very yeah. nature. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm keen for a feast and then some, hopefully, murdering some zombies or something. Yeah, I, I, I think, let's go Yeah, I'm let's keen for some murder. <laughs> Dark Elf, that tracks. Keen for a bit of, what's everyone's alignment, by the way? I am neutral evil. Nice. Mm. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about, um, what about all... Renna is Renna. neutral good. Yeah, chaotic good over here. Big Barbie boy. All right. I guess we proceed in the direction of the keep. Good oh. So you take a take a road uh, north from the town. It's not long before you can see in the distance the Badlands, literally Badlands as well, in terms of the geographical uh, use of the word. <laughs> Shitty rock eroded by uh, water and uh, wind. I think is technically what Badlands are. Yeah, you look um, it up in the dictionary. Shitty rocks is what it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shitty rocks. As you'd been told, the the river Drusilia cuts its way through the landscape, almost creating a clean line between. The, the lands where things grow, and on the far northern side, the Badlands. And you can see, um, not not so far across the river, there is a, a low stone wall marking the boundary of a property. And you can see behind the low stone wall a tall oak keep. But, more immediately in front of you, at the river, uh, there is there is a bridge. A God's Bridge? Uh, probably, given uh, its location. It's probably the one she mentioned. Is it like a big bridge? How wide is the river? 120 feet across. I think as as we're heading to the bridge, uh, and once we're like actually like getting there, Rena casts Major Armor on herself. There's some pertinent details that would be quite obvious as you approach, mm-hmm. uh, such as that the river's full of corpses. <laughs> <laughs> Seems pertinent. Yeah, one, one could say. Yeah. And there shouldn't be darkness like this at this time of day, but uh, as you've headed north the light has faded from the skies and it is as though you are in nighttime. Whoa, was it daylight when we left? Well, you had your, you were at your lunch, lunch and then you had the meeting and then you kind of headed off so it was sort of mid-afternoon maybe and, no, it's really and it's just sort of gotten it's gotten dark too soon in the day. Spooky. And illuminating the start of the bridge is a uh, pedestal with three torches in it, lit torches at uh, your side of the bridge. And you can see just faintly illuminated at the side of the road what looks to be maybe an old man roughly in line with the torches near the start of the bridge. Well, Jamie's pretty stoked about the darkness. Take off my hood. Getting hot there. Yeah, I guess walk towards the um, old man or the bridge. What do you guys think? Darius is kind of stumpers about this old man. I think he like kind of looks to Renna having identified her as the most intelligent member of the little <laughs> group and is just kind of like... Yeah, I think like from so like how far away like so the old person is visible. How far away are they from us? Would you say? Oh, maybe sixty feet. And are we crossing the bridge at this point? Or? No. So the first thing ahead of you is a pedestal with three torches mm-hmm. sitting in it. Level with that, off the side of the road, is the uh, what looks to be an old man, and beyond the torches mm-hmm. is the river and the bridge. the The torches are clearly there, sort of at mm-hmm. the start of the bridge. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think. The way forward seems to be that we have to, we get inside and whatever this is happens in there, right? 
So I think three torches, three adventurers. I'll take two. <laughs> that wasn't quite what I meant. Um, <laughs> I, you, you are a very strong... <laughs> Darius, you are very strong. Please believe me, I've noticed your muscles. They're very good. Um, what I mean more specifically is that we should take a torch each. What I am worried about is who the fuck that old dude is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Darius just kind of bellows out, Hey, who are you, old guy? Hello, travelers! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Renna is like super amped about this now, and so she's like, let's take a torch, let's speak to this guy, this is very cool. <laughs> Blessings on you! I guess if we walked up and picked up torches at this point? Do you want to pick up the torches? Yes. I mean, Renna yes. suggested so, so I'm in. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, you all grab the torches, and almost as soon as you have your hands on them, you feel them stick intensely to the palms of your hands. Roll initiative. Ooh, this is going to be troubling for my um, double-handed great sword wielding barbarian. <laughs> uh, cool. That's I... a big five for Darius. It's a seven for Jamie. Seventeen for Rena. As they stick to your hands, the heads of the torches whip around. Suddenly, what looked like a normal torch is moving with this strange elasticity and they beat you on your own arms with the, the burning the burning heads of the torches. Uh, Renna, what's your AC? 16. Are you wearing armour at all? Mage armour. Oh, mage armour. So it uh, deflects off your mage armour as, as it tries to hit you. What's your AC, uh, Jamie? 17. It hits you with its its burning torch head, and you take six damage. Ooh. And what's your AC, Darius? Fifteen. It hits you as well, and the, the burning torch head also deals six damage to you. Now, what kind of damage is that? Half bludgeoning, half fire damage. Okay, so the Actually, half no, fire no, no, damage it's is... bludgeoning. It's bludgeoning. Okay, great, because I'm fire resistant. Yeah, it's bludgeoning damage. Yeah, well, fuck you too. How much damage <laughs> is that? Six. Okay. That's not me being a dick, I promise you. Okay. (laughs) I believe you. Um, For those of you listening, you should have seen his face and implied he didn't believe. (laughs) (laughs) It'll probably be evident in my tone. (laughs) So first, it's Renna. Renna casts Shocking Grasp in her hand where this thing is stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 15 plus my uh, spell casting modifier, uh, which just has 21 to hit. So it's 11 damage. Um, and it has no reactions. Um, does it drop from me in any way, or just still um, stuck, stuck to so me? So, it's 11 damage? Yep. Um, it is still stuck to you with this bizarre adhesive quality. But it has no reactions, did you say? Yeah. Is there a possibility, could I move it, because if it's stuck to me, mm-hmm. can I move it into, say, Darius's threatened area and then take it away, giving him an attack opportunity? You can do that. Yep, okay. I, 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 I do shocking grass and I bring I, my arm around to Darius. Yeah, nice. Uh, I guess, can, can I speak a free action? Or do I have to wait for my turn for that? I think you can speak as a free action, Darius though is, keep it brief, please. Darius because is, if it's enough to constitute a persuasion check or anything else, no. then of course that would need to... No, I'm just being <laughs> He says, yeah, yeah, great idea. Light them all up in front of my face. He basically runs up towards you, and as he runs away, weirdly, you get an attack of opportunity against the torch on his hand. So this is the thing, Tom, is that I can't really use my greatsword with one hand. So what I'm instead going to do is pick up a little hand axe that I have, I guess, mm-hmm. and just fucking, like, whack this thing with it as yep. good as I can. That's going to be 
17 to hit. 17 to hit. We'll do it. And then eight, uh, I guess, slashing damage from this hand axe. And that is on the one that, that already got hit. That is on Renner's hand. That's yeah. Right. So, um, uh, you know, it's sort of, it's wiggling around trying to dodge your blow, but it wasn't ready for that back and forth strafing run, so yeah. it takes a hit there. <laughs> nice. And I think that probably brings us to Jamie's turn. All right, I'm a cast Sacred Flame on this little boy on my hand. Oh. Um, so you need to do his deck save. Yeah, okay, so it um, makes a deck save, but appropriately, given it's in your hand, it fails. You probably should have disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> stay on its ability to get out of your hand. Yeah. It's kind All right, of... All right, it's oh, seven damage. Yeah. Okay, cool. Seven damage. You're really fighting fire with fire with that one. Um, mm-hmm. Sacred Flame on the torch. And Darius says again, put it in front of my face! Put it in front of my face! Why? <laughs> Just do it! Uh, so did you move back into his threatened? Yeah. Okay, so there's two in front of you right now. Okay, so uh, Darius, it's your turn. Is the third one in front of my face also? Or is the second, is it just the first yeah, what, what did Jamie do? Did Jamie acquiesce to Darius's request and, and line up the third torch in front of his face? Yeah, I mean, nothing to lose. Well, that's great that she did that, because he opens his mouth and a cone of fire <laughs> blazes out of it because he's a dragonborn with a breath weapon. Okay, I need all of them to go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw for me. What's the DC? 14. They try to fly all around, but being held where you could bite them, figuratively speaking, uh-huh. uh, they can't get out of reach. Great, they all take six fire damage. Burn, baby burn. Yeah. Those torches are well lit, like some kind of Will Smith song. And now it's their turn. Perturbed by what is going on, they open freakish mouths. These torches, the torch heads sort of grow in size. They're now flaming almost like some sort of halo of burning hair and their mouths swing open with terrible gooey insides and sharp teeth and they... All, uh, they all sort of bite at you all. So, um, uh, Rena, sorry, what's your AC again? 16. That hits you. Shield. Um. 21. It still hits you. Nice. 21. Um, they actually have advantage to hit you guys because they're stuck to you. Um, okay. which I forgot about, but you guys reminded me when you were like, they should have disadvantage to escape oh, this. Oh, sorry, hang on. I use one luck point. Um... Actually, only a thirteen to hit me. So, oh, I'm sorry. Renner has this thing called um, Renner has this thing called Lucky. So it's a feat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, when I roll an attack ability ch- uh, check uh, or saving throw, or an enemy rolls to attack me, I can spend a luck point to roll for myself or for them and choose which die I, see. I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they roll the thirteen. Yes. And your AC is twenty one. Yes. AC is twenty one. Yeah. They miss. Um, Jamie, what's your AC? Seventeen. Luckily, they miss you too. And uh, Darius, what's your AC? They hit you. Bring it on. Or it hits you, rather. You take 10 piercing damage. And now that it's opened its creepy mouth, you take an additional 3 acid damage from that moment spent inside its maw. Oh, spooky. What the fuck are these things? They're creepy as hell. They mimics. And then the... And then the old beggar says, Can you spare any scraps for a sad old beggar? Uh, I, instead of answering with any kind of sensible uh, s- s- sentiment, Darius is just screaming from the acid damage that he just sustained. He's <laughs> just like, Fuck you! <laughs> oh my. 
So. Yeah, I think Renna's more focused about this like mimic that she's now holding in her hand. Yeah, good. Um, she is. Is its mouth still open? I mean, the mouth is essentially there now. Yeah, yeah I mean. she's casting magic missile and force feeding these bolts of magic into the mouth. <laughs> funky, funky. <laughs> four damage, four damage. That's eight, eight damage. How's it looking? Still fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's just two damage on that last one. So ten all up. Ten all up. It clearly didn't enjoy eating that much force, but it's still still hanging on. Jeez. Stuck nicely to your hand. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jamie, it's your go. All right, so which ones are looking most peaky? Peaky? Yeah. Um, peaky uh, probably, probably mine at this point. Uh, yeah, so so uh, the one stuck to Rana would have taken the most damage so far. Okay. Um, I am going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Um Ooh which allows me to create a magical object in any shape I choose. And I choose, like, an angry face with, like, fangs coming out. <laughs> and it's going to come and chomp on my little uh, mimic dude. <laughs> is 15. That hits. Nice. Lovely. And so five damage. Yeah, five damage. And then as a bonus action, I can turn it around and make it go and chomp on Jackson's one as well. On Renna's hey, little toy. Oh, there you go. So, oh, it doesn't hit. Eleven? <laughs> Eleven. Uh, no, that does not That does not hit. Uh, so, Darius, that's your turn. Okay. Um, like, if I want to try and just, like, shake this thing off me, is that going to be, like, a strength check or... Um, so, basically, you're grappled by it. So you can make an ability check, which I think can either be strength or dexterity to try and escape that. But that takes my turn. Uh, it would do, yeah. Yeah, okay. Instead, uh, I'm just going to attack it twice. Uh, you know what? First thing I'm going to do is rage. Because oh, you're a barbarian. Yeah, I'm going to bless your rage. I was going to last time, and then I was like, I'll get rage damage on the fucking breath weapon attack, I imagine. It's melee attacks. So I was like, I'll rage now. So uh, Darius flies into a fit of barbarian rage, and in the process, attacks this little thing twice with the fucking hand axe that he's carrying in his fucking hand. And that's a 17 and an 18 to hit. They'll both hit. Okay, so the one, so that's going to be 10, 18, 22 damage. Slashing damage. 22 damage. That mm-hmm. is spicy damage. Yeah. It did not enjoy that. Very good. They're making them angry. And now it's them again. So they all open their hideous mouths. Um, Renna, what's your AC? 16. That hits you. Mm-hmm. You take 8 piercing damage. Jesus. And 5 acid damage from its gross, goopy mouth. What's your AC, Jamie? 17. Hits you. You take four piercing damage and five acid damage. It burns at your flesh. And Darius, what's your AC? 15. It hits you. And you take uh, 11 piercing damage. I take six piercing damage. <laughs> and one acid damage. I take one acid damage. <laughs> <laughs> and then the old beggar says... Please, friends, some food. I think he wants the coins. I think he wants those gold coins that we have. And Renner, it's your go. How's Renner doing on HP? Uh, well, not great, because I'm a fucking wizard and I have to attack me. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit, but anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Renner casts Scorching Ray onto the one on her hand. Nice. Funky. 17. Uh, that one is 24... Uh, and that last one is 
Only a eight. First two hit. Great. Third one does not. Okay, ten damage on the first one. Uh, and seven damage on the second one. It is looking oh so very sore. Oh, fuck. It's hanging in there. Oh, I'm sorry. And then I run over to Darius, and then I run back. (laughs) (laughs) Darius makes an attack. 23 to hit. It's a hit. That's going to be seven slashing damage. And as your hand axe meets the head of the torch, it falls limp. (laughs) And detaches... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, much yes. relief from the palm of Renna's hand. Excellent. Renna backs up um, just like a couple of feet sort of thing. Like, you know, so she can be a fucking wizard and not have to deal with things as a melee fighter. <laughs> Jamie, it's now your go. All right. I'm going to try my next spell off the off the rank. It's called Guiding Bolt. Oh. Mm. What does that do? Well, if I hit... Oh, which I... Yes, probably do. 15. That hits. Heck yes. So this little boy is going to take 10, 15, 16 damage. Ooh, that's spicy. That's good. spicy. Yeah, it's a good Spicy one. kind of damage. 16 damage. Um, it's just occurred to me, I don't think we at any point said that these are level 5 characters we've rolled up, in case anyone's wondering oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many abilities and shit. <laughs> we just wanted to keep things at the level that the campaign was Well, that's at. actually a first level spell. Hey, well, there you go. Um, is that all for your go, Jamie? Yeah, that's all. Darius, go. All right, uh, two more hand axe attacks to the one in my hand. That's a 23 and a 26. Both hit. Okay, so... Then they're going to be 11, 19, 23 slashing damage. 23 slashing damage. You carve it out of your hand. Yes! Oh, <laughs> Jesus. As I interact, I immediately like throw the hand axe to the ground and draw my great sword. <laughs> having two hands for the first time in this encounter. And so the one remaining uh, torch with goopy mouth face that Ugh. some of you suspect is a mimic, who's to say, uh, makes an attack still against you, Jamie. Get it off that's me. where it is. What's your AC? 17. That hits, you take 10 piercing damage and 1 acid damage from its gross saliva. And then the old beggar says, Hello? Shut up, old man! And says Darius, can't you see this torch is biting us a shit? And then Renner, it's your go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Renner rushes over and... Uh, no, actually, no. Renner just, like, uh, starts on over, like, um, pulls up her, like her wand and just like looks down the sides and firebolts the remaining torch. Mm-hmm. 19 to hit. Yep. Ooh, uh, six fire damage. Funky. It is looking sore, oh but it's goodness. still moving around its gross, slimy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jamie, you're up. All right. I'll just um, go sacred flame once again. Is this going to make a deck save? Yep. yep. It passes. So half damage is it? Or is it no damage? I think it's no damage. Jesus. If it's a cantrip, it's probably no damage. Yeah. Oh, that's lame. It flexes around like a creepy fake thing and laughs at you with its gross acidic mouth. While it's laughing, I attack it twice with my great sword. <laughs> First one's an 18, the second one's a 17. Both hit. Okay, so shit. It's gonna... He's in trouble now. Um, that's gonna be uh, 11... Uh, 16, 
24, 28 slashing damage. And you carve it to pieces. <laughs> falls to the ground. Two slashes from the old greatsword. Oh my, says the old man. Um, it's, it's a real shame because I'm a neutral good character and I want to fucking cut this man in half. Yeah, Darius is like, didn't I tell you to shut up, old man? What do you know about these torches? I guess you're still raging there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why he's just saying this aggressive shit. <laughs> really, I was just... Wondering if you had any spare scraps for me. We were being attacked! Oh, um, I guess Rena lost her appetite earlier, so does she have any of that wooden bowl of, like, uh, oh. neeps and... Uh, yeah, I would, I would say Rena probably does. Yeah, okay, mage hand, I fucking throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Says the old man as the uh, wooden bowl hits him in his head. I guess by this point, Darius's rage has subsided, and he's just like, what do you know about these fucking torches? Thanks for the food, I guess. I'll admit, now that you've thrown it at me, I'm glad to tell you that you should be careful not to cross the bridge without the right torch. <laughs> the shadows will put you in the water if they can. You'll need to hold the torches to get past them. Do you mean the torches we just broke, or...? Yes! Maybe you should have been more charitable! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I cast Firebolt. <laughs> you pissed off this neutral character to the point where she's just like, just shot this dude. As the flame impacts the beggar, he evaporates. <laughs> and the oh, bowl right. of food falls to the ground. Oh, Jesus. Um, Do you think it's just a light sort of thing? Like, if we... I can cast Continual Flame, which is a spell, a light that can't be put out, essentially. Do you think that could work? I mean, he explicitly said the right torches. Uh, now, I think Darius is like, yeah, that sounds good to me, but uh, Ben is sitting here like, I really don't think that's good. <laughs> well, what other options do we have? Uh, Rena uh, bends over these, like, broken... <laughs> you fucked this up so no. bad! Renna, well, it's also unreasonable for us to be fighting these moments and him be like, for food? Like, that was, yeah. Yeah. Um, Renna bends over these three torches and casts Mending on all of them. Um, and so they're all completely repaired now. Um, they might not be mimics, but they are repaired torches. Interesting. I think that's the best we're going to do. But the spell says it's small, small than a foot of damage, so these are repaired mm. now. So luckily, as you cast Mending... It becomes apparent that what you were faced with were not mimics, as some of you may have suspected, but in fact torches that had been affected by the dark energies oh. in the Badlands, or emanating from the Badlands. And so they do, in fact, mend with your spell. Nice, but they're not imbued with evil energy anymore, I imagine. So I It wonder, seems not. I wonder how uh, that'll do on the fucking bridge. Listen... I am a wizard. I don't have teleportation magic, and so um, I'm not sure what else I can offer beyond this, but unless anyone else has any, anything to throw in, I... Um, you're magical, yeah. aren't you, Jamie? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to um, pick one up first? As you guys are having and whoring, Darius picks one up. <laughs> a sweet boy. Nothing happens. It uh, seems in your hand yeah. to be a normal torch. Step onto the bridge, Darius. Light me up! And holds up the torch for one of you magic folk to light for, it. For what it's worth, just real quick, like, as we're, like, um, like lighting these torches and that sort of thing, it might become apparent that uh, Renna is three feet tall, standing next to this seven-foot tall. <laughs> 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 That's an 
important image to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's huge, and he's not wearing any armor, so I guess he's probably just wearing, like, yeah, normal traveler's clothes. A loincloth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Ren is getting an eyeful. Ragged clothes, yeah, oh, one could say. Up so I, I assume you guys head across the bridge? Well, light up my torch, motherfucker, and then I'll walk onto the bridge. Yeah. Somebody lights it. That was my flame. sacred flame, yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, so, as you head across the bridge with the torches in hand, you can feel sort of thick air move aside, shadows moving not quite how they would. I'm going to say Darius is just brandishing his coin in front of him as he goes. <laughs> Torch in one hand, coin in the other. Just fucking yeah. steamrolling across this bridge. But thankfully, without incident, through this strange, tense air, you make it across the bridge and you find yourself safely on the northern side of River Drusilia. <laughs> I think the... back in the frame narrative, Garrick, like, kind of chuckles at yeah. Duncan's, like, remembering his shitty hatchet name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the, the low wall at the outside of the property awaits. So is it, so it's like a low wall, and then is there like a... There's a wooden gate sort of directly ahead of you oh, yeah. in what is otherwise a low stone wall. Just kind of a perimeter wall that you might see on All properties. Right. Renna is just like checking it out, like investigating for yeah, like... Yeah, looking for like traps. Trap, traps, and also just like she's sort of cottoned on to like the whole torture thing sort of thing, and so like just looking out for anything out of the ordinary. I'll check for traps so as well. That's critical failure, so she's going to take on board anything you give her. <laughs> and she's very, she believes that she's very smart. Is that investigation? That's insensible. Twelve. So Rena uh, believes that she's spotted the outline of <laughs> all the faces of anyone she's ever had conversations with etched into the rocks that make up the low stone wall. Um, she sees these ghastly visages lit up as lightning strikes in the distance. The other two... Faces of anyone she's ever had a conversation with? Yeah. Uh, the other two don't discern <laughs> anything like that. From horrifying. The but what Jamie notices is a low stone wall that looks pretty normal, a old rotting wooden gate that looks pretty normal, and behind it, the branches of a tree that you hadn't noticed at first. I think Darius is just kind of like hanging back, waiting for his friends who he thinks are smarter than him to like decide what the best course of action is. Well, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Jamie, what, what do you think? It was my call on the torches. Maybe, do you have an idea of heading forward? Um, well, it seems ordinary. Can we look over the short stone wall? What is yeah. worth, I think uh, Darius is kind of like allowing them to sort of discuss things, but he is like got like a timer on hemming and whoring before he's just opening that gate and he's kind of like you can sense he's getting a little antsy like he just yeah, kind of wants it. to go i'm just gonna like try and peer over and if, see if, if you get anyone. a little closer you can you can peer over yeah. what you see is on the other side of the gate you can see a path well worn but now overgrown leads forwards towards the big main door of the keep that's at the center of the property there's overgrown gardens you can see what might have been a rose patch now gnarled and twisted what might have been a hedge maze now more like a hedge mausoleum is it kind of like a shambling mound um maybe or like (laughs) 27 shambling mounds all holding hands and singing songs (laughs) um and by the path that heads to the main door about halfway between the fence and the main door there is this big old tree 
and you think you might be able to see a figure sleeping against the tree, perhaps, or dead against the tree. It's hard to tell. Shit, where's Tom Bombadil when you need him? Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> Look his demeanor. Well, I turn back and I say, uh, looks all good, Darius, buddy, if you want to head through there. Darius walks up to the gate, and I guess he sees the thing sitting next to the tree, and he says, hey, are you another spooky old man looking for scraps? The uh, figure you can see... Uh, leaning against the side of the tree doesn't move, doesn't make a sound but you hear a high voice help, help like like the voice of a young boy and you think that maybe you might be able to spy a hand reaching out from inside the tree help uh, I think Darius is opening the gate and proceeding over towards the tree so as you get closer with a suitable degree of caution and with his great sword drawn mm-hmm. do the other two uh, walk with Darius? Yeah, like- no, I stand back and wait I'm giving it like 20 feet, mm-hmm. but I'm, I am following. By the time not, you get not, to the not directly in, like behind me, though. Not in a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not in a line. Not in, not in just, line. Just so it's clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time you get to the tree, Darius, or get close enough to mm-hmm. see what I'm about to describe, Renna is, as you say, about 20 feet, probably puts you maybe about equidistant between the tree and the fence, and Jamie, you'd still be sort of standing in the gateway of the fence, are you? Yeah, I'm just going to wait and watch. And so, Darius, what you notice is that the figure leaning against the tree is maybe a roughly middle-aged man with rough facial hair, seems to be breathing. You can see not the perfect stillness of death, something more like sleep, in fact. He's wearing a dark black robe with a hood over his head, and in his hand is an old and rusted scythe. And he's sleeping against the side of the tree. But you can see now more clearly there is a young boy's hand reaching out from a hole in the side of the tree. And you can hear the voice again. Help! Help! I'm not supposed to be a coward, but I got scared of the storm and hid in here. And now I'm stuck. Can you help me? Like how stuck specifically? Can you not just get out? I'm very stuck. I can't get out. Can you pull me out? What's going on down there? Uh, there's a little boy in a tree. He wants me to pull him out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, Renner is like, I'll, I'll try and help. And cast Mage Hand and pulls. You can see the Mage Hand grip around the boy's hand. And you can see it does pull. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see how the force is affecting his arm. But it doesn't seem to be strong enough to dislodge him from the tree. Okay. How a far deep I... thunder rubble rumbles across the how far is Darius from the guy on the ground? The guy next to the tree? Ten feet, maybe. Okay. Does he appear to be alive? Not breathing, did you say? Seems to be alive. Okay. Can I, like, like yell at him? Like, hey, uh, you, uh, scythe guy. Uh, what's, what's going on over there? Give Does... him a little kick. Can I just, like, pick up, like, a rock and throw it at him? Yeah, sure thing. I just throw a rock at him. Yeah, do you want to... Nah, I won't make you roll for it. It hits yeah, him. Not hard. I'm just kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Just, like, bounce it off him. It hits him. No reaction whatsoever. Are his eyes open? No. Eyes closed, but he's breathing. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to, like, pick up this scythe and, like, yeah, pull the boy out with that. I don't know. I think, like... Look, I, I don't know about you guys. This is all pretty spooky to me. Uh, I, I kind of feel like it's a trap. A heavy rain starts to fall, terrifyingly suddenly and with great force. You can feel yourselves almost instantly drenched to the bone by this rain. Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, may as well. Like, I, I think... Try the scythe. Uh, okay. Uh, I... I reach down and try to pick up the scythe, and I guess the guy comes to life and roll initiative, right? Nope. (laughs) 
you pick up the scythe. Okay. I'm uh, going to um, actually run forward because I can't see or hear anything, I assume. Now the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, you sort of, as you get closer, yeah. are starting to hear this happen. As you put your hand on the scythe, a voice appears in your head. <laughs> and it sticks to me and it opens a big sticky mouth. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't stick to you. It feels, for all intents and purposes, like a normal scythe. Yeah, great. But a voice speaks to you. Neither of you hear this. Neither neither Renna nor Jamie hears this. But Darius, you hear, hey, you know, it's a lot of fun. Taking flesh off limbs. <laughs> Do I need to make, like, a wisdom save? Or is it like... No, no you just hear that voice. I'm like, swim me at someone, let me show you how to take flesh off limbs. Back in my head, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that guy. Uh, maybe if there were some zombies or ghouls or something, then I, I could be all about that. But this looks like a little boy. Uh, I'm just going to try and uh, try and pull him out that tree there. And uh... A piece of hail the size of a human's skull hits the ground straight in front of you, Darius. Okay, I thrust the butt of the scythe into the hand in the tree, and I start pulling can you please make a strength check for me? Strength check. 11. <laughs> you pull. You can feel a bit of give, but the boy is still stuck. You can see a bit more of him now. It does look like there is a human boy in there, and he seems to be covered in the sap from the tree. Ugh. A rather disgusting sight, Ugh. really. And now, with intense... Uh, frequency, hail, huge pieces of hail start falling from the sky. Can you all please roll initiative? 11. Uh, three. Four. Five. Okay, so Darius, you're up again. Okay, I try and pull the boy again. And <laughs> it's an eight. You, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're struggling, you're struggling, maybe a little bit of progress, but no, no luck. Mm-hmm. And then... A piece of hail hits you square on your shoulder, mm-hmm. and you take twenty-four damage. <gasps> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a big chunk of hail. Uh, says Darius out loud. Uh, he says, uh, "Look, kid, I'm like thirty percent convinced you're some kind of apparition. So uh, we're done here." So Renner, it's your go. You're, you're still equidistant, I think? Yeah. So 20 think, feet either yeah. way from the fence and the tree? Rene, Rene yells like, Darius, just give it like what, one more time. I- I'll try to help you. And I cast Enlarge. On <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Darius, I cause Darius to grow uh, larger, one, one size class larger. So... Uh, his, his size doubles in all dimensions and his weight is multiplied by eight. Uh, he's now uh, category uh, large size. Um, he has advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws and all weapons you uh, use ha- do an extra 1d4 of damage. Okay. That's good to know. I'm huge now. I'm a giant, so that gives giant... You advantage on strength, did you say? And, yeah. How long does it go? Sorry. Uh, I think ages. I'm pretty sure. Probably like a minute at least. Did you want to do anything else on your turn? That's my action. Is there is there any cover from the hail? Cover oh, substantially. Oh, I, I hide under my giant friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm three yeah, feet tall. Yeah, yeah. I hide under his legs. Um, nice. I, won't, I won't give you the whole breakdown of the mechanics here, but that will decrease the chances uh, given the relative size. Yeah, mm-hmm. terrific. A piece of hail smashes into the ground behind you. Yeah. I was, I, it occurs to me that... I know how I'll do this. Yeah, okay, don't worry. Okay. Um, so now, Jamie, it's your go. I say, 
leave the kid, and I dash towards the house. Cool. Um, so uh, your move speed, I assume, is 30? Yep. Will be, yeah. Elf. Uh, so that's 60 feet, which puts you about now halfway between the tree and the house. <sighs> and a piece of hail smashes straight into the back of your skull <laughs> as you run. Oh, no. And oh, no. Left, right, good night for Jamie. <laughs> you take 26 damage. I'm dead. <laughs> or unconscious. I'm unconscious. Unconscious, technically. I don't I'm, think it'll be enough to... I'm pretty unconscious. ...max your HP. Yeah, well, all right. Jamie's fucking just in a pool right. of her own blood on the ground. <laughs> and Darius, it's your go. Okay. I'm going to rage... Because mm-hmm. I'm on five hit points, and even though I've already got advantage on shit, <laughs> I'd like to take half damage from these things if I can. And I'm going to give it one more good tug. Now, considering I'm raging and I'm enlarged, but, I mean, like, both give me advantage on this check. Do you think there's any any further modification of that? Uh, well, I mean, the whole point of mechanics is to streamline it, Ben, but fuck it, I'll give you plus two on advantage. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's going to be 22, then plus the two is 24. You finally managed to pull the kid free. Uh-huh. Um... Uh, he sort of like slips out, tree sap goes everywhere, uh-huh. and as he's now um, free on the ground, he says, Blessings on you. It's scarier in there than in the house. The tree talks more than the priest who came for tea. The tree eats more than the merchant who likes to drink. He eats more than all the farmer's family. You know, sometimes I wish I could lock them all in there, but you can only lock the doors behind you if you're headed deeper into the keep. So the, the merchant was the guy on the bridge and the farmer's the guy who's dead in front of the tree and the little boy's his son, right? That's Ben, not Darius. Darius has not put that together. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said the farmer's family, so yeah, probably yeah. not. Well, the little boy, right? He's probably not. Oh, right, okay. So the little boy's just some other little boy. Oh, maybe he's the little boy who likes to sing. Do you, do you like to sing, little boy? But as I'm saying that, I'm running towards the house. <laughs> um, so you don't have a dash action, which means you're probably, with your movement, able to get about... I got 40 feet. Oh. Straight to the door. You're in front of the door, but there mm-hmm. isn't an awning or anything, so you're technically still exposed to the elements. Well, Ren has been abandoned. <laughs> um, I can't pick anybody up. Yeah, sure. Uh, she only has 25 feet Dash to the off door. her movement, mm-hmm. uh, which won't be enough. 50, though. Um, we'll get you there. Yeah, I got so there it's about 40 from there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, my apologies. Okay. He well, didn't have a dash. So right. Oh, I just in, have 40 in which feet. case, terrific. Uh, yeah, Renna dashes. Yeah, so you, again, you're you're there just in front of the door. So he's um, just fucking uh, dead. With a hail. <laughs> so, wait, isn't I, I don't get a chance to finish my... Your action turn. is the dash? Yes. But you can interact. Like, oh, you can door. interact? Yeah. Free. Okay, yeah, so your dash would actually leave you with 10 feet spare, and you have an interact that you can use to open the door as mm-hmm. you're there. Good-o. As you get there, you push on the door, it swings open, and you are face-to-face with a small foyer... And at the other side of the foyer, there is another sort of double big wooden door. But just before that, in the corner of the room, sitting on a chair, is a, a young man uh, dressed in fancy clothes, wearing a wooden mask that looks like the face of a devil. And you can see he's fiddling with so the string on his mask behind his head. Uh, it's still your turn. So do you want to use those last 10 feet of movement to step inside? Yeah, I, I step inside. Cool. Uh, and I turn back to the others and I'm like, we can lock the doors behind us, but we have to get inside. Uh, uh, she's dead. Uh, oh, you know what? I've probably got something I can do here. And um, so then at the end of your go, the hail that might have hit you smashes down outside. You're safe now through mm-hmm. the doorway. 
then uh, Jamie, it's your go. The hail is still falling. You gotta make a death save. Um, the hail smashes down just next to you, but doesn't hit you. If you want to make your death saving throw, what do I have to get? Above ten, you're fine. So uh, she, she passes one. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah. Can I, with my forty feet, get over, pick Jamie up, and get inside? Yeah, yeah. I'm because okay. you're right near the door. She's right near the door. I'm also enormous, so yeah. probably I get a move increase. <laughs> I don't know. Does my speed go up? Uh, it doesn't say. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's believable that with my gigantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you can you can pull Jamie into the foyer. Okay, uh, and the little boys just start there in the rain. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure the little boy's a ghost, so... You uh, <laughs> you see a large piece of hail smash into the top of his head, <laughs> and as it impacts his form, he evaporates. Okay, I thought you were going to say he just dies horribly and his yeah. brains are dashed on the concrete. And that, that was the critical path of, the, of yeah. his mission, so we're, we're fucked. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we nearly died for that boy, yeah. says Darius out loud. The young man who's there fiddling with a string on his mask says, Hello, travellers. Can I borrow a second of your time? I just need a hand tying up this string. Probably just need to prevent our friend here from dying for a minute. Uh, medicine check. <laughs> um, Can I do that? I, I ready an action to cast a spell um, should he become a, a fit aggressive against us. Sure thing, yeah. What's the... Can I do that? I um, want to. <laughs> you can do that, but I think that is actually a fail because of... Um, yeah, it'll definitely be yeah, a fail. Yeah, so that's actually a death fail for you. Um, let's keep this in initiative for the moment whilst we're dealing with the bleeding out. It'll be... It'll be your go. Yeah. Renna. Renna's go. Okay. Darius we'll just give, pulled Jamie give, inside. Okay. Uh, in that in which case, yeah, Renna probably... Um, Ready's an action to cast a spell. Um, I think realistically, if, if Jake, we've come in and Jamie's unconscious, then Renna's probably going to try and um, sure. help. Is it, is it a medicine check or is it wisdom? Yeah, it's, it's or medicine. Or medicine it'll wisdom. be medicine. Okay. I take a luck point. 17. I think that'll do it. That's I'm not going to bother yeah. looking it up. That stabilizes. Can I ask, is there, just for what it's worth, is, is there, like, time constraints in this? Or, like, in, as far as we're aware of, like, the, all of this? Sort of, like, do we have a sense of, like, what we're coming into? or You know that the feast would be tonight. Mm. And you know that it's, you know, nearing tonight. Yeah, okay. Look, the way I see it, we ain't got no healing magic unless you got some tucked up under your cap there, Ren. I reckon we just got to leave Jamie here and uh, let her recover if she's gonna... And uh, see what we can do. See, I'm not... Okay. Uh, what are your passive perceptions? Uh, very poor. Like yeah. Nine. I have zero wisdom, so... That's nine. <laughs> okay, well, what I'll say is that with the hail falling as intensely as it is, even with your low passive perceptions, you can hear it hammering away on the roof of the building. You almost think you can hear the sound of wood and stone being chipped by ice. And Renner turns to um, Darius, like... Um, is the guy just standing there with his, like, hands? Like, with the string? The guy who's like, can you tie my mask for like, me? Yeah, seriously, guys, can you tie my mask for me? <laughs> <laughs> um, Darius, do, do you want to lock the door? Yeah, it seems like something we should do. He drops the crossbar behind the door. And then I guess he's like, I guess tie the guy's mask up. Seems like the next thing to do. Yeah, I guess so. So he turns around to sort of offer you the, the string um, and you tie it for him. Then he uh, turns back to you and you can see that the mask has melded with his face. Uh. And no longer is it a, a wooden mask, but his whole uh, visage is fiendish. And uh, he says to you, uh, seemingly unperturbed by the change in his appearance, he says, are you here for the feast? 
I hope you're hungry. I'm no coward, but you couldn't pay me to eat what they're serving in there. The whole farmer's family went into the pudding. Wait, what do I smell on you? What have you brought here? I guess these the coins, coins, right? Yeah, but like... This thing is like Surely we're not meant to give our blessed coins. Wait, I know how this works. We can bind him with iron. Oh, nice. As long as yeah, we yeah, know yeah. the right sympathy. Of course. Yeah. Of course, that's the one. <laughs> uh, little king killer F for our king killer fans out there. Mm. Well, I guess Jamie's unconscious, so she's not... You hear be. a rustling. You hadn't noticed at first, but on either side of the door you came in on, on the walls facing inwards, are huge tapestries. And there is a figure behind one of the tapestries who seems to have poked their face out to investigate what is going on in the lobby. The face you see poking out from behind the tapestry is of a small creature, a halfling it seems to be, who seems to be rather afraid and confused, but curious about what's going on. Hello, friends. (laughs) What's all this then? So I guess this is a good time to introduce the the idea that we we had coming into the session for a bit of fun. We've all prepared multiple characters expecting that we might die. So this is Grace's second character. Grace, do you want to tell us a little bit about who we're meeting? Hello. (laughs) So this is a little uh, Lightfoot Halfling Rogue. Uh Uh-huh. And um, her name is Robin Howell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's so spooky. (laughs) Like a spooky horror name? Howell. Yeah, Yeah. Howell. Like um, Robin Howell played by Grave Chapel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, nice. Yeah, because she she steals from the rich and gives to the poor. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Well, that's pretty good. Darius is just like, hey, who are you back there? What are you doing? Oh, um, I've just come out of hiding. Um, I've been hiding here for a year, I guess. Um, is it all Hallow's Eve? What do you know about this spooky fuck with the mask? <laughs> oh, um, just that he's very spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, at this point, I think Renna is assuming that uh, this strange halfling is part of this House of Spooks. Yeah, absolutely. And so he's very much just kind of like, okay. And is like kind of like, I guess at this point, like looking around, there's like the weird devil guy to her left. Is he just standing there, by like, the way? Half- the devil guy has actually started walking slowly over to Jamie's unconscious body. Oh, Jesus. Hey, what are you doing there, devil guy? I'm just curious. You, you didn't say. I was wonder, wondering what you brought with you. It was, uh... And he kneels down and starts sort of going through Jamie's pocket. Darius kicks him over. As your foot <laughs> impacts on him, he evaporates. Okay. I go in and retrieve uh, the, uh, Jamie's coin. Yeah. I promise I'm not a part of the, um, the feast festivities, as it were. Um, I was invited last year, but all of my comrades died outside when there was a, a h- horrible hailstorm. Um, what else did you see out there? Well, um, there was a, a little boy in the tree and, um, oh, and uh, a man slouched against the tree and um, the boy was stuck inside and as my friends were trying to pull him out, they, the hail just kept on falling and falling and they all died. Uh, it occurs to me, I'm still holding the scythe. Yep. Um, is it saying anything to me? <laughs> Not at the moment. Okay. <laughs> Darius is like, was the old guy, did he have this scythe with him? <laughs> just, like, holds up the scythe. Yes, yes, he did. Oh, and uh, I can prove it. I still have my invitation. Here, let me show you. I think Darius goes over and gives Robin a good sniff and is basically like, she doesn't seem like a ghoul to me, so, uh, you're all right. Kick me. I won't evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> Except don't, because he's 14 feet tall. And he will crush you. <laughs> 
yeah, I think Darius like goes back for a punt, and then he is around to say that, and he's like, yeah, probably not a good idea. How tall are halflings? Because at this point, it's fucking <laughs> three feet. So, yeah, yeah, great. It's a fourteen foot fucking dragonborn and two three feet little magical creatures. Oh fuck me. Um, I think yeah, Renner has a look at the imitation and is just kind of like. Well, I guess this checks out. I guess Darius is just like, well, look, I guess uh, <clears throat> we can only go forward, right? That's what the little boy said. So uh, how many doors are in this room and where are they? Uh, one big double door that you came in, another one directly opposite heading forwards. Was there like a little couch in the opening room that the guy was sitting on? A little chair. I think um, we just like placed Jamie in the chair. <laughs> Jamie's unconscious body. So they should wake up in a chair. Cool, 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 cool. What's in the next room? Oh, and like Renner writes her a note. <laughs> just being like... Sorry you died. <laughs> Sorry you very nearly died. We have to move on. I hope they don't kill you. Yeah. Try and find us if you get out of here. And then, yeah. On we go. Let's do it. You come out into a large dining room. There's a big dining table in the centre. And there are two bodies sat in chairs on either side of the table. Uh, they're both sort of like rotted flesh at this point. Clearly dead. Uh, one a big fat man dressed in extravagant clothing the other a leaner figure with the haircut that you would recognise across all Duncania as the haircut of priests Okay. and on the table between them is what can only be described as the worst haggis you've ever seen made with poorly ground up farmer and family It's been cut into, and it's clear that there is some on the plates of the two dead men sitting at the table. But you can see bits of fingers and limbs and maybe a slice of face here and there on their plates, hanging from their dead mouths and in the body of this big, gross haggis in the middle of the table. They're really tucked in. There are also three big double doors, one going straight ahead, one going left, one going Okay, I guess we search the bodies. Investigation. I'll search the room. 22. Investigation. 17. You find, searching the room, a rattle made of bull's horn. Like a baby's rattle. Made of bull's horn. In the haggis, sticking out at an awkward angle. Uh, And you guys were searching the bodies. Mm -hmm. You find on the priest's body a little note in one of his pockets that uh, reads something along the lines of thanks again papa for agreeing to let me come with you to the dinner I'm sure the duke is a lovely man and of no danger at all thank you for being such an understanding father love Amelia and on the corpse of the merchant you find a big old bag of gold. Mmm. With... The merchant, you say? 1,000 GP <laughs> in it. Nice. Hey, that's a lot of money. Mm. So I guess we pocket those coins. But try not to mix them up with the other gold coins that we have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fancy ones. Wait, um... Does, does Robin have one of these coins? Just says, hey, hey Robin, did you uh, get any special coin before you came here? No. Interesting. I have other coins if you like one. Are you poor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. 
Well, uh, the way I see it, we're on a mission from God here. We're supposed to be <laughs> killing a juke, I think. Is that about right, Renna? Yeah, I think that. That's I think you were the, told to the find the juke and stop his feasts. In Darius's mind, it's just we got to kill a juke, and so he's like, "Yeah, what do you? I guess what do we think he is?" It sounds like it might start a world war. Um, <laughs> Renna, Renna hears that and is like, "Stop the feasts." And, like, just cast Firebolt on the Haggis. And he's just, like, trying to burn down any of, like, the food sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, the Haggis starts burning. Cool. Wait, there was a thing. Grab the toy. And I grab it from the yep. fire. Do I take All any right. damage? You don't. Cool. Yeah, Ren is just there, like, blasting back and forth until it's just, like, ash. While that's happening, can I go, like, listen at each of the three doors? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, you want me to do three perceptions or just one? Just one. Well, I was hoping you'd say three, because I got a four. Well, I would say that at the door going straight ahead, you can't hear anything. At the door going left, you can hear a beautiful voice singing. At the door going right, you can hear chopping sounds, like chopping carrots more so than chopping wood. Or fingers, maybe? Mostly percussion of blade on chopping board, not like the hack of going through wood or like the intense splushiness of flesh or anything. Right. It, it sounds like whatever's being chopped is less percussive on the blade than what sounds like a chopping board itself. And then, was that just the two of them? Or the third, the front door we had? It was nothing. nothing. Okay. So, I guess... So, so what do we know? The There's a little boy who sings. He's probably in the lab. No, it's, he... the, it's the daughter who sings. That was, was like it? the priest with the little boy who sings is one of the first things you said that we heard. In no, the he, had a, he had a daughter. Ward. Yeah, the ward of the priest. Yeah, it's probably now that Amelia is being like... Oh, Daddy, thanks for letting me come to the feast. I'm your daughter, even though I'm your ward why instead. Did, why did we get told about an heir? Uh, I think that uh, uh, a spooky lady in the in the diner said that the, the heir could help us. And there was some... Was it a boy with like the voice of an angel? That was the son of the duke? We, we heard about the ward. The voice of the angel was the ward. Ward of the priest. It was not gendered in the story. The ward of the priest, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, so Amelia... All I'm saying is priest. that... Yeah, well, if this ward is an heir, then perhaps that's the door we take the for help. The heir to help. the priest, maybe. Well, yes. yeah, whoever. And Darius opens the left door. <sighs> okay, so in front of you is a hallway that goes ahead and then turns right. I look in the hallway and <laughs> I get two for my perception check this time. I check for traps. Um, 19. So, whilst you're checking for traps, you find a swinging blade trap that you recognise from your experience doing roguish things. Mm -hmm. It's a classic trap used in such keeps of wealthy individuals who don't like roguish types coming into their homes uninvited, or in your case, invited. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you find a switch for that one rather easily. And I switch it. <laughs> you switch that one off. But whilst you're looking, you hear a rumbling as though the ground beneath you has something moving through it. Darius is like, uh, turns around to his friends and is just like, we stay in a running. Tick tock. Run. I'm not Darius sure. Darius runs. <laughs> He's running down the corridor. <laughs> Darius starts down the corridor. The pavers beneath him explode as the root of a tree smashes up through the foundation of the building, through the stones at your feet, and up through your body. 
as it hits you, you take That's a lot of dice, team. 33 damage. Okay, Darius is unconscious, impaled by a tree. I just want to paint this picture. Darius hears the rumbling, turns to his friend, says, run or stay. One of them goes, run. The other one says, I'm not. And then he just runs into the corridor and just gets impaled by a tree. Also, you're 14 feet, so it's an enormous (laughs) trunk. (laughs) Renna and Robin, you hear a voice that seems to emanate from the tree's root that says... Give it back. Give it back. Throw the scythe. I'm um, holding the scythe and I'm dead. <laughs> and um, then we aren't in initiative, but let's go to initiative. Can you guys roll for initiative? Me included? Um, I'll just put you in at the end of the order. No. 11. 12. Okay, so... Oh, wait, no. Ro- Robin, you're up. Oh, my dex. Dex is... 16. Yeah. Hey. Nice. Robin, you're still up. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's you! I'm Robin! (laughs) These name changes really fucking ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) I just... I've got the the child's toy in my hand and I throw it at the tree. (laughs) And that is it. That's all I do. Okay. So... Two of the coins. I know. um, (laughs) I know. The rattle hits the root and uh, nothing happens. Alright. I say, what do you want? Do you do anything else with your turn? So far, you've you've heard nothing that may have answered your question. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to advance, so I guess I just stand back here. Am I, like, right in the doorway? You're probably, like, five feet down the hallway. Yeah, right. And so then, um, Robin, at the end of your go, another root smashes up through the floor and uh, catches Darius from a different angle, Oh, again slamming into <laughs> uh, Darius's body. And Darius, you take. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like how many dice you're rolling. Thirty-two again. Was it thirty-two before? It was thirty-three. Oh, okay. Well, thirty-two. Well, thirty-two this time. puts me on negative sixty, which is more than my hit point maximum. So I believe Darius is just dead. Yeah. Can I would... rule that he just explodes? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think given the amount of. Root that's in him, yeah. he does explode. Ugh. Um, uh, and the voice emanates once more from the roots. Give it back. Give it back. So I'm just dead. Um, I guess that's it for Darius. His noble quest ended by being exploded by trees. Yes. Yeah. Um, just looking out. Like when he exploded, did she see the coins? You see the two coins, you can see there, maybe like ten feet down the hallway. Renner, it's your go, and you can now hear loud knocking on the door. That is, because you, you haven't closed the door to the dining room, but you can hear knocking on the door that you came through before that, the first door. That we locked. Yes. Fuck me. That's terrifying. Uh, Renna casts Mage Hand and picks up the coins. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you bring so, the coins over to yourself? Yeah. And I... I don't try to get that rattle. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Um, <laughs> Did you think that was what the tree wanted? Yeah. <laughs> There's only uh, so much I can do in a turn, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think on the way, Renner drops one near Robin at this point, mm-hmm. realising, well, like, well <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> Renner's like, don't throw this at the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing he knows about Robin, she loves throwing shit at trees. Yeah. Look, Robin's a bit of a dullard, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Terrific. Um, yeah, and then Renner's... Um, 
just honestly at this point at a loss. Like this yeah. world doesn't make sense to her. She's very intelligent, and this world does not make sense to her. You know, mm. Robin, it's your go. Do you think we should um try and get the rattle or try another door? I think I think you try another door. I'll get the rattle and I'll join you. <laughs> okay. Um, Robin's I'm, gonna. Or you can just delay your action. I guess I don't. I don't know what you want. Uh, middle door is silent. The, the door, door on the right, right seems to just creaked open. You know, how doors sometimes move with air pressure. Like if a door opens yeah. further down, it can make a door creak open. That and, sort um, of thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna peek inside. Good oh. Can you, I see anything? You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you see is a mirror image hallway, per se. So it goes forward a bit and then turns left at about 10, 15 feet, like the one mm-hmm. where Darius just got exploded. Mm. And you can hear the clanking of armour coming down that hallway towards the door. Um, can I do an investigation check or perception check? Yeah, yeah. 15? So I think with that you can tell that... Uh, the sounds of the armour, it seems to be probably something roughly medium and like a fair bit of metal that's moving with it at a decent pace coming towards you. So it sounds like something's okay. running. Yeah, it sounds like something's running towards you. We've got uh, armed men incoming. You could ready in action to attack something that comes around the Yeah, corner. take out my rapiers. Oh, you jewel them? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. Uh, and Rena, it's uh, your go. And the, the knocking, of course, on the main door is getting louder and louder. Yeah, okay. Rena casts haste on herself and then uses Mage's hand twice to get both the scythe and the um, and the rattle. Yeah. And then rushes on out to join her new friend, Robin. You're holding the rattle and the scythe and you're now standing beside... I think I've pocketed the rattle and I'm holding the scythe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think I get there and I kind of just kind of like throw it at her feet, essentially. Okay, so you've just kind of like thrown the scythe on the ground yep. um, in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, like at the doorway sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, where, where, where she was, yeah. yeah. Um, so then at the end of your go, a huge uh, tree root smashes up through the foundations of the building, smashes the pavers out of the way directly in front of you, kind of like hits where the scythe is and smashing up through the building. Thankfully, just in front of you and uh, missing your missing your face quite closely. Both of you, in fact, even mm-hmm. where you're standing. Jesus. Um, the sound of armour uh, intensifies as a uh, probably roughly seven foot tall uh, dragonborn bustles around the corner of the hallway in front of you. Mm-hmm. Is this dragonborn wearing chainmail by any chance and carrying a shield and longsword? I'm guessing so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is my next character, just for the, the listeners at home. His name is Barius, and he's a dragonborn paladin of level five. <laughs> and, uh, Another dragonborn, eh? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, wh- wh- where am I in the initiative order? Am I rolling in? Uh, it's your turn. Okay. And you've you've just finished your move, and you're right in front of this smashed up doorway and the route, which obliterated the door that was there. By the way. So, in my two years here, like I've been, I was from the the, the Hallow's Eve festival two years before, right? Have I experienced anything that might like give me knowledge about what this tree route is? Uh, no. So, can I get past this tree route? Like, is it filling the space? Um, you can squeeze through. Okay. Um. 
I think I'm just gonna try and like smash through it with my longsword, like running down the hallway, just try and like cut it in half while yelling something like, um, Vile demon, beware! And like try and fucking <laughs> calm this demon in half. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and make an attack roll. Do I have to use smite before I declare make an attack roll? Or uh, I think I... it's when you hit. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and use an attack roll. Uh, that's 17 to hit the root. Yep, that'll hit. Okay, uh, and that's gonna be uh, one, let's just say 10. And then I'm gonna use a divine smite uh, of level one, which is a paladin thing you can do, and deal an additional eight radiant damage on top of the 10 slashing damage. So 18 damage, yep. 10 radiant, eight radiant, 10 slashing. Still there? You cut the root clean in half as uh-huh. you come through. The higher bit, obviously sort of the end of the root, but it's smashed upwards, the mm-hmm. sort of vertically higher bit, uh, withers as it's detached from the lower bit. So mm-hmm. there's now kind of like a root stump, a sappy and oozing sticking up out of the floor uh, with like withered greenery beside it, the dead end of the root that shrivels quite substantially. Barrius charges out into this room and just says, You two, what do you know of these roots in this place? Hold it, probably pointing at them with his sword. <laughs> I also want to point out, um, Barrius has 16 charisma, which I think translates to meaning he's just incredibly handsome. <laughs> he's just this huge dragonborn in, like, scale mail, and he's just really fucking, really got it going on. Yeah. Um, I think you yell that, and Red's just kind of like, I, I don't fucking know what's happening. I, I told a man to run, and I sent him to his death, and I... I don't have any other ideas, so... If someone wants to take the lead on this one, <laughs> go ahead. I'm not saying I'm resigning, but... <laughs> so, if I'm to understand, the doorway yonder is full of these vile roots. The doorway hither is full of strange noises and a wine cellar. Uh, does anyone know what lies beyond doorway number three? And various uh, gestures at the remaining door. Uh, no, but I think we should try it. I certainly don't like the sound of that knocking noise. Tally-ho! Do you open the door? I think so. As you open the door, uh, you are greeted with a chapel. We've got one sitting right here. (laughs) It's that one. Yeah, Grace Um, is sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, So you're you're faced with this chapel. It's It's sort of like a round room with um, various uh, statues that have been smashed to pieces. And at the centre of the uh, chapel, there is a skeleton uh, that seems to be impaled with a greatsword that is stuck straight through its ribcage and into the stone of the floor. And between you and the skeleton, there is a uh, beautiful woman in a uh, red and white pattern dress staring straight at you. Red and white pattern dress. Those are the colours that the maid in the bar was wearing. I wrote that down on my I mean, notes. Darius wouldn't know that. No, but, but I wrote but, it down but, on my but, notes. Yeah, but like Renna clicks. <laughs> oh yeah, Renna. Seeing as neither of the other two of you were there. But. That's true. Uh, so Renna, you recognise that the lady is in fact the uh, serving lady from the tavern. Mm-hmm. And was she the one that said the whole thing about the air? Yeah. Yeah. And she says. Please, I, I need your help. Can you, can you bless me and save me from this place? Rena gives her a coin. Thank you, thank you. I can, I can feel it helping. 
but I need more. Darius casts bless. Sorry, Darius casts bless. <laughs> Darius says, I can bless you, child, and casts bless. What are you doing? We, we don't know who this lady is. Thank you. Thank you for your blessing. I just, I just need to be free. I feel, I feel trapped by the darkness. I need, please, more blessing. Well. I mean, come on, man. I already used a spell. <laughs> but please, I need more. I need, I need, do you have more of these coins? This feels like it helps. Uh, Red is the other one. No. Oh, no, you got one. No, you, but I can probably probably have two, realistically. If I use Mage Hand, I probably drop both of them at you, so. Ah. Uh, uh, nope. I don't have any coins. Please, though. <laughs> <laughs> Please, can I have your blessing? Um, but actually, yeah, Renna rolls for inside, which she has no wisdom, so. Um, 15, though. 15. This is real fucking shady to Renna. Yeah, I cast Mage Hand and get the coin back. What are we saying it is? Sleight of hand or dex, I guess. Um, uh, oh, sleight of hand? I would say uh, sleight of hand, yeah. Yep, so that'd be 17. Yes. Right, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so you get your coin back. Yeah, fantastic. I think you haven't announced that you don't trust this lady at any point, so I think Barrius is just kind of like, hey, did you just take that coin back? Let's roll initiative. Yeah. I think as Barrius says that, Ren is just like, yeah, put it together. Like, she, she is just so on edge at this point, because the two people she came with, one's unconscious, the other exploded in front of her. <laughs> like, Renna, she started out neutral good, I'm not, not, I'm not sure where she is now, but she's certainly not neutral good anymore. Alright, like, Barry's roll 17. 18. Moving up, moving up the chain with my Dexy character. <laughs> nice. You can't stop me. I'll get those coins from you. I'm just gonna take a slice of this bitch. Um, 16 to hit. That hits. Ooh, max damage. It's a uh, 12. And I say, who are you? Creepy lady. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks. Barrius, it's your go. So, you better believe he channels his Oath of Vengeance divinity to stare dead in the face of this lady and say, Creature, I know not from whence you come, but you will run now! And brandishes his sword. And she needs to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Uh, fiends and undead have disadvantage if she happens to be one of those. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. What's the DC? It's 14. She passes. Really? Yep. That bitch. Well then, I guess nothing happens. Oh no. Okay. On a successful save, the creature's speed is halved for one minute. So, the lady then says, I might need some help with these ones, son. And then she's going to look Robin dead in the eyes and say, Come now, you don't really want to fight me. And I'm going to need you to take a wisdom saving throw. Not, not a number. No. <laughs> not a good enough one. <laughs> uh, so you are now charmed. And the lady says, Give me the coins you have. And in fact... With this specific charm, you obey her verbal commands. And in fact, telepathic ones as well. But for the moment, it's verbal. How far away are you, though? Um, like from, well, from I just her. attacked her, so... She's right next to her. Oh, but it's okay. also not her go, so technically that isn't happening straight away. Mm. Then it is the turn of her son, who floats up through the floor. Oh! He looks rather familiar, in fact. 
Oh, that motherfucking little boy. He's the little boy. <sighs> but he also looks like the old beggar. And he also looks like the young man with the mask. He sort of looks like all three of them at once. Sort of three figures flickering back and forth between themselves. And he says to you, I'm no coward. I'll show you the strength I have. And then he rushes forward straight at Renner. And I'm going to need you to take a charisma saving throw. Uh, it's going to be an 18. You feel the ghost move inside you to try to possess you. But luckily, you're repulsive and it's forced out of your body. And it says, hmm, well, not you then. And it's your go now. If you're sure, better be Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> Renner casts hold person on the lady and she's paralyzed. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I have haste as well. She's getting a fucking firebolt as well. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, so that'll be a 24 to hit. That'll do it. Uh, so that was 12. 12 damage. She takes that one pretty roughly. Um, was it... And so very quickly, because you have the things on, on, on there, don't you? Paralyzed? What's the... So, paralyzed. Cool? It's incapacitated. Can't move or speak. Automatically fails strength and deck saves. You have advantage with attack rolls against it. Oh! Any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit. Oh! If the attacker is within five feet of the Okay. Creature. Hey, use it for you at least. Hey, no worries. And because it's also incapacitated, the relevant thing is there it can't take actions or reactions. It's going to make it hard for her to accept oh. those coins, isn't it? Mm. Well, like... She can't move. Yeah. I guess so... you just put the coins in her hand and yeah. then just fall out. <laughs> I just like the... Um, like the... Yeah, I think I think basically like you put them in her hand. Is her hand conveniently cut? Yeah, yeah, she's like, give me the coins. Yeah, okay, fair I, enough. That makes perfect sense. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not suggesting she's closed her hand. Is it sitting in her cupped hand. Is it Barrius's turn? Or do you have anything else you can do? Can you try and shake off this charm or what? What's around in the room again, did you say? So there's um, a variety of uh, broken uh, statues of gods. Yeah, that's right. There are some uh, beautiful stained glass windows that are all smashed up, uh, rain and hail coming through them. Uh, There is a skeleton in the middle of the room kneeling and uh, now that you take an extra moment to uh, sort of appraise the room. You notice slightly more specifically it's kneeling with its hands outstretched upward toward heaven, sort of as though um, begging sort of thing. Um, And there is a light coming from its eyes as though tiny fires burn in its sockets and there is water or tears streaming down its face. But most strikingly, it has a greatsword pushed through its ribcage down into the stone beneath it. I guess I just attack the sun slash beggar slash... Old man. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. 14 to hit? Yes, you hit. 7. <laughs> 8. <laughs> 11. No. 15. 15. Nothing to sneeze at. 15 15 damage. damage. Then can I also use my cunning action to disengage? That is can. exactly what that does. Yeah, yeah. correct. Mm. I'm going to stand behind Barrius. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good o. Uh, and then it's Barrius's go. All right, Barrius moves up to the lady, hits a critical. Yeah, 
And with advantage, that's 20 to hit, not critical. Yep. And then Divine Smite. Yeah, now it is critical. So so first, the, the crit damage, I guess, from the regular dice is going to be 12 slashing. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, if I'm going to use Divine Smite at level 2, that's 3d8. Is it going to be 6d8 because it's a crit? Yes. Okay, fantastic. So a gather up a couple of d8s of radiant damage. Yeah. So 8d8. Okay, so I'm going to roll these 6 and then 2 of them again. Okay, this is all radiant. Okay, so that's 3, 11, 14, 18, 19. What shit rolls. And then another 7. So 26 radiant damage on top of the weapon damage. Oh, and um, I guess I get a bonus action as well, right, at the start of this turn. I guess it's too late to use it at the start of the turn. But as a bonus action now, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on her, which is something I have. <gasps> cool, cool. As a uh, vengeance domain paladin. Is that your go? That is. So, the uh, lady frees herself from paralyzation with the, the strength of her mind, and she gives you, uh, Robin, a command to attack Renna. Then mm-hmm. she grows wings, revealing her true devil's form. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting so spooky, T. And uh, flies up. To the cracked roof. So I assume I get to take my attack of opportunity now? Yeah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you would. Oh, God, no! (laughs) You killed her! Oh, God! (laughs) Uh, I wonder if I have anything I can do to, like, make sure this hits. Uh, If I had reckless attack or something, that'd be something else. All right. Uh, (laughs) Eleven to hit. Misses. Fuck! <laughs> Could have done it all. She uh, flies up high into the top of the, the, the chapel and starts punching away at what is already a fractured roof to the building. And you can hear, uh, you are reminded, in fact, as though you could possibly have forgotten, the sound of the uh, hail, which has been continuing on the roof of the building. Um, oh, and she is now seeming uh, to be attacking the roof of the chapel itself uh, mm. ferociously. Meanwhile, her son, having had no luck with Renna, turns to Barrius and tries to possess Barrius, zooming at you, moving inside your body. Could you please hilariously a take save? a charisma save? Bring it on, bitch, yells Barrius. And then... That's 15, charisma save. Passes. I think, mm. I think that was what you passed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's one really embarrassed guy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> this ain't great. Yeah. And then... I love that this ghost is her son. Renna, <laughs> it's your go. Um, now, how high is the ceiling? Uh, probably about... Like, 40 feet. Okay. Now, Renna is very intelligent. Does she think a 14-foot dragon board would be able to reach uh, the... He's not 14 feet. Not yet. Um, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that a 14-foot dragon board would not be able to. I mean, including, like, reach... Because the weapon grows with him as well. I guess you're getting 14, then probably, like, another, like, 6 from the arm is giving you 20... I don't think, even if 
What if I jump? <laughs> Can leap. My strength score is yeah. eighteen. Yeah, I so, guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. So that would be. So he'd be. Render's already cast. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Twenty. The sword's probably going to give you like another four. That's like. Wait, no. It'd probably be like another eight once it's enlarged. So it's probably like twenty-eight. There's still another twelve. That'd be the equivalent of a six-foot vertical standing, which is pretty unlikely. But I guess you are like a really strong motherfucker who's also taller anyway. You know what? I'm going to allow it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's just on the line. And yeah. by God, I yeah. wish I'd gone with the taller building. But I'm going to allow it. Rena realizes deep down that she's kind of into making Dragon Ball. It's like twice this size, <laughs> and so. Uh, like almost like she casts enlarge and then as like the mat- as she's like saying like the verbal component she's like like oh shit uh Barrys I uh, attack her like and she's like sort of like already casting the spell Barrys and- is just like oh boy <laughs> <laughs> he gets really really big oh goodness <laughs> can his voice get any deeper yeah who knows, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, Robin it's your go. Um, okay. I am going to take a swing at this skeleton. The dead skeleton? Yeah, I want to cut his head off. I reckon, like, pulling the sword out of it might not <gasps> oh, be Oh, no, that's a good idea. Here. Yeah. Okay, I try and pull the sword out. Good-o. Can you make a strength check, please? Uh, 16. Not Quite. You oh. feel it nearly gives, oh. but the, the grip of the stone and the bone is hard to oh, pull it out bone. of. Um, okay, I hide <laughs> behind the skeleton. Behind <laughs> the skeleton? Yeah, as a bonus action, I yeah, hide. Cunning <laughs> action. It's just like a mesh of Behind work. Tom, behind one of the broken statues. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, then Barrius, it's your go. Oh okay. my goodness. I jump and swing twice, I guess, at this fucking floating bitch. <laughs> Uh, the f- yeah, so that's going to be a 20 and a 10 to hit, non-critical. The 20 is going to hit, the 10 will not. Mm-hmm. So with the 10, I'm going to do um, more smite damage. Uh, I'll do a first level smite, so I guess that's I get an extra d8 as well, because it's, it's undead uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it's going to be 3d8, so 4d8 plus 4 is going to be the damage, because of the smite. That's 10, 12, 26... 26 uh, slashing and radiant damage. As your blade hits her, uh-huh. the radiant damage burns deeply into her fiendish soul. But as she dies, your blade penetrating her body continues through. You're not used to being this big. You're at the oh, maximum fuck. extent of your reach. <laughs> and smash into the side of the building. <laughs> Dar- uh, Barrier says, I think I got her, but I also think I kind of wanged it up a bit. <laughs> and the ceiling gives way. Can you all please take reflex saves? Dex saves. Do I have advantage yeah, dex saves. Big? No! I have advantage on, is it strength saves then? Yeah. Okay. Not, not, not dex. 19. Uh, you dodge as ceiling crashes around you. Barrier says, Barius, So do you. As Barrier tries to dodge, his <laughs> critically failed dex save. <laughs> Uh, what I imagine are about to be his last words are something along the lines of, gee, these deck saves are really fucking me up. If only my brother Darius was here to take them instead of me. <laughs> he gets wanged by a bunch of ice, I guess. And uh, you take... 
The ice Sorry, doesn't no. actually um, come through just yet. First, what hits you is the ceiling itself. <laughs> and as the ceiling of the chapel uh, makes substantial impact with your large skull, you take 76 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. yep a do. That puts me on negative my maximum. Uh, no, no, it puts me beyond negative my maximum. So I'm dead. Barius's lifeless body crashes to the floor with... A loud thud. The fiendish lady, too, has fallen to the floor. Hail starts pouring in through the roof, smashing all around you. The ghost has only one last option for who to possess. Moves towards Robin in a last-ditch attempt, and he rushes into you. Can you please make a charisma save? Now, Grace, I gave you shit when you were rolling this character for giving plus three charisma to a rogue. That's right. But I feel like it's about to be relevant. Ah! <laughs> what is it? Crit it's a fail. crit fail. Oh, no! <laughs> so, now, now tell me, is this a spell? What it's doing, or...? Uh, no, it's an ability. Fuck me. Not relevant, after The ghost forces its way inside you and possesses you. That ends... It's turn, which means Renner, it's your go. And you actually hear from behind collapsed statues at the far end of the chapel the creaking of a door. You hadn't um, noticed there was a door there before because it was almost completely obscured by the statues that were in the way. But with the ceiling coming down, some of them being knocked aside, you can see now there's a double wooden door at the other side of the room and it just sort of creaks open slightly. You know, kind of like if... um, a door further down opens and the air pressure changes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but yeah, it's your go, and there is hail um, coming down intensely. Okay, how far away is the door? Uh, the door is probably about 30 feet away from you. Yeah, I dash through it. As you dash through it, uh, you find yourself in a hallway, and you can hear coming towards you uh, what sounds like probably a medium creature... <laughs> Uh, probably not wearing very much. Uh, probably just wearing, like, cloth. No no impact of heavy boots, no clang of metal, though. Right, okay, I peek around the corner to see if I can see something. What you see is uh, roughly seven-foot-tall uh, dragonborn. Uh, this is the best and worst day of Renner's life. So let me, let me describe what you see, actually. Going to have to retcon uh, some of your description, actually, there, I'm you. terribly sorry. Because what you see standing in front of you is a giant, like, seven-foot-tall dragonborn lady. This is a black dragonborn ancestry. She's got a loot slung over her back. She's carrying a rapier. And she's actually wearing breastplate armour and carrying a shield. But this makes sense because the breastplate is a single piece of metal which would have nothing to clang against, which means there's zero recon whatsoever. That's true. Renna looks up and is like, let me guess, your your name is Marius? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's Carius. (laughs) But you can call me Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Renna's like... "Uh, Terrific. The person I was with just got possessed, so um, let's, uh, like, where did, where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been here for three years. I was invited to a feast, and I've been hiding in the library ever since. 
I don't know really much about what's going on. I just heard some commotion and figured that things might finally be popping off, as it were. You said your compatriot had been uh, possessed, did you? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> do, you, do you think we should go try and help them, or...? Look, it's up to you. I don't know this person at all. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I met this person like 15 minutes ago, so <laughs> I, I couldn't give a shit. In response to that, Carius says, uh, Look, I've been running around these hallways for like three years now. There's nothing back there. There's just an old library with some useless books. I think the way out's the way you came. Renna screams. <laughs> um, and she's just kind of sighs and is like, um, I mean, I, I just don't know how strong you are, but there's a um, statue in the other room and there's a sword. Maybe it's the sort of thing where we got to try and pull it out. I don't know. I guess we head back that way. So, and like a defeated Renna starts walking back the way she came. So just to put this out there, this is what I meant, by the way, when I kind of said that I'd made some really ridiculous character decisions with this bard. I want to say, you probably look at this this bard with the loot and you probably don't really think it's a bard to look at it. Because it's wearing plus pet armor. It's carrying a sword and a shield. The yeah. only like, uh-huh. thing that makes you think it's a bard is that it's got a loot on its back. But it's also really muscly with a strength score of 14. And also probably really attractive with a charisma score of 16. Nice. <laughs> so nice. I think Carriers is just fucking beefy. strength with a rapier. Uh, no, I just get plus two to strength for being a dragonborn. Right, And right, I was right, like, right. I may as well lean into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, you know, we've got dex 16 as well. This character's ridiculous. Dex 16, charisma 16, strength 14. It, it's pretty good. Then dumps everything else, but yeah. Um... So you probably think that Carries is pretty strong to look yeah. at. Yeah, Renna is thrilled. She's got a real thing for dragonborns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we yeah we start hitting. But back. this dragonborn isn't big enough for you yet. Yeah, not like <laughs> yet. <laughs> not, not yet. So I guess yeah, we we head back into the room where there's a ghost version of Robin floating around. Or um, well, let's do it at initiative order. Do you want us to roll initiative again, or we? Well, we can just track on the same for the moment. We'll just insert mm-hmm. <laughs> carry. Carious. Are you implying that they're interchangeable? <laughs> no. no. Um, uh, so I guess you used a move to get to the door, which yeah. means your action was the dash, your interact was opening the door. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's your your turn wrapped as Carious comes yeah, around. Yeah, I don't have anything else, yeah. So then, Carious, it's your go. So I think the first thing that Carrie probably does is just, like, reach behind her head and, like, pluck some of her lute strings, like, in a nice little tone, and hum a little song that calms Renna a bit and gives her 1d8 of bardic inspiration as a bonus action, Uh, which is a cool thing that she can do. And then realises she doesn't have any spells that are useful to dispel ghosts, so maybe she just picks up a longbow and tries to shoot it. Why don't you just try and pull out the song? Yeah. A good idea. So instead she runs over to the sword, which is embedded in this ribcage, and tries to pull it out. Am I making a strength check here? Ah, uh, yes. You better believe that's a five. <laughs> There's no luck with that one. Okay. Um, that's me done. That's action and interaction. Cool. And bonus action. So, at the end of your go, let's see if this hail is oh, perilous cool. for you. I forgot about the hail. Oh, yeah. A piece of hail smashes down in the ground right beside you. Then, spooky... Sun is actually going to attack you. And I think, uh, Grace, if you wouldn't mind controlling Robin at full lethality against this strange dragonborn bard who's trying to pull this sword out. What do you want, a rapier swing? Uh, yeah, like, whatever your best... best rapier swing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No sneak attack, though. Oh, it's a good hit. What is it? It's a 24. Yeah, that does it. <laughs> Bring it on. 
Okay, now I hit things. Yep, 11 damage. Nice, very nice. Extremely good. <laughs> and then we'll see whether or not the hail hits Robin. Hmm. And it does. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, no. And you take 26 damage as oh. a huge piece of hail slams into her <laughs> upper leg. Yep. Robin falls to the floor unconscious. Oh, shit. And the ghost is expelled. No, oh, nice. No, no. And now is it just hanging around? Or? Yeah. So basically what happens is the hail hits oh, Robin. Jesus. And as Robin's body collapses, the ghost stays where it was uh, inside Robin. Very good. Um, so it kind of like, you know, like the body falls, but the ghost yeah, is yeah, left yeah. awkwardly standing there. So it's actually Renna's go now. You got another enlarged person in your body? Uh, <laughs> like a third giant dragonborn? <laughs> I okay. Here's here's the thing. Rena only has a third level spell slot left. She looks into the room, looks at the hail and that sort of thing. She's not got much HP left. She looks into her heart and knows that she wants to make a dragonborn big. <laughs> <laughs> One last and so, time, and so she's she's gonna look at herself like kneeling on death's door, just kind of like. One last roll of the dice, <laughs> and just like looks up and like free action is like, Carius, I. Just go with it and then <laughs> cast this supercharged enlarge. <laughs> if you cast it as a third level spell, do I grow two size classes? I don't think it says anything about it. I mean, uh, let me check. I'll allow it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still only get advantage. Yeah, okay. That's Wait, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you that made up advantage plus two again. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so how are we going to I guess I'm huge. Uh, yeah. This huge dragon monster. Yeah. So, are you, so, like, 21 feet or 28 28 feet, feet I think. Oh. It, it doubles again, I think, so... Yeah. Really yeah. And yeah. so it's, what, 40 feet high is the roof? Yeah, That's what yeah, we yeah. So yeah. at this point, this thing's a toothpick. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to pick up is a toothpick. You still gotta roll the dice, yeah, man. I know, but this is this is what I'm saying. Uh, Maybe it's too small and you can't get your yeah, giant, giant hands, giant hands it. onto it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, can you make a sleight of hand check? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trained in that. <laughs> no, uh, okay, with advantage and the extra plus two, uh, that puts me at uh, fucking 20. Non-critical. You feel the sword move. Oh, shit. It shifts out of the stone and you rip it up out of the ribcage of the skeleton. Uh, and everything starts to collapse. Oh, good. <laughs> Not in, like, a weird, aggressive, collapsy way, but in, like... A delightful, peaceful, serene collapsy way. A great calm comes over you all as the darkness recedes away from this room. The skeleton crumbles to ash, and the walls of the building around you descend, turning to dust as they collapse to the ground. You are left standing awkwardly in a barren terrain of badlands. It's just like this ghost standing there. So the ghost is there. There's no building. No more building. And it can't possess us, hey, because we, we passed it out. Can still par- it can still possess... The 28-foot dragon. <laughs> dragon ball. <laughs> so, Carius, make a Alright, I get plus six to these. So, here we go. 19, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> so the ghost... Fails to possess Carius. <laughs> Look, guys, clearly you've just like 
destroyed the whole domain my mother had made with my father's soul. I I guess like you know if you want I'll just I'll just head out of town and like you don't need to worry about me anymore. Carius just like, like steps on him. <laughs> with a giant giant dragonborn feet. Renna kind of chuckles for the first time in the last like three hours, and then just like kind of like looks up at his giant Carius and is like, "Let's go home." <laughs> and then like kind of like gesturing for Carius, like just kind of like pick her up and put her on her shoulder. Carius picks up this three foot tall forest gnome, places her on her shoulder, scoops up the unconscious body of um, Robin, I guess. Like, I guess takes, like, two steps back to where the lobby used to be. <laughs> Picks up the, I guess, still unconscious body of, um... What's your first character? Jamie, Jamie. Puts them both on the other shoulder <laughs> and just walks back to town with these, like, huge fucking 28 feet steps. Yeah. Renna didn't realise this was her fetish, but... <laughs> <laughs> she knows about it now. Uh, I told you guys the sex fantasies were coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is that the townsfolk the- rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> and Duncan says, So let that be a lesson to you. If you accept dinner invitations from strangers, you'll discover weird fetishes about yourself that'll make you both scared and aroused. <laughs> Garrick just kind of like turns to Duncan incredulous and is like, you mean to tell me this entire morality tale that you've just run us through was all about your weird fetishes, Duncan? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose you did cheer me up a little bit. So thanks for that, old friend. And then Garrick turns into a bat and flies away. (laughs) No, that's that's not canon. It'd be weird if it was, because yeah. he's already done more stuff with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Jackson Usage, and Ben McAllister. This special episode, edited by Thomas Owen and Ben McAllister. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this spook, and we'll be back to our regular schedule on Friday the 17th of November. You can find out more about the show, or one of the other shows on the Curio Network, at curionetwork.com, or by following us on Twitter, at HTWLane.